On today's Metal Lad podcast, some very sad news, a few new music updates, as well as an interview with Brett Ruse of Steak Sauce Mustache. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Tom here from Metal Loud, and welcome to the Metal Loud podcast. We are back uh, with a brand new episode this week. And uh, to start things off, unfortunately, kind of on a, a downer note, there are a few uh, a few sad things that hit the news this uh, recently, starting with the death of Kyle Pavone of We Came As Romans. Now, I really had no interest in that band. They were a, uh, a decent metalcore band. They were pretty well known within the scene, but it's definitely a tragedy when anybody passes away. Um, it's kind of uh, a rough thing to deal with. I mean, they didn't immediately announce the cause of death, but there were speculations and we kind of knew what it was. And they released the information today and a, a way to donate and get funds going to kind of uh, for support. It was unfortunately an accidental drug overdose. And, uh, you know, addiction is a really hard thing to deal with. It is a disease. It is uh, unfortunately something that has been stigmatized in our society and makes it hard to deal with. And especially for young musicians or really anybody in the entertainment industry, it's, it's something that's easy to come by. I mean, drugs are very prevalent. Uh, and I mean, this isn't necessarily an anti-drug thing. Uh, message here but it's kind of a you know obviously you it's easy to get addicted it's easy to have a problem and it's hard to recognize that you have a problem and if you see somebody going through that you should really try to reach out to them and if you know that you have a problem you really you know obviously make your best effort to to reach out and hopefully the people around you are supportive enough to actually kind of uh, help you out in the best way possible so uh, you know, there, there's links all over if you want to donate to the the fund. Uh, but just, I mean, besides monetarily, really just try to support people and try to help them the best you can. And it's hard. I mean, it, it definitely is something hard to deal with. And um, you know, people have gone through it. But that's really the best thing you can do is to provide support, provide a, a safe place, and and to kind of be as uh, as helpful as possible. In other news, the band Say Anything has announced a break. Uh, Max Bemis released this ex- extremely well-worded, but very lengthy statement as far as what he was dealing with with the band and how uh, things have kind of changed over time and how it, you know essentially things he's been saying over the years that they're not the same band that released as a real boy. He's not the same person. Uh, it it kind of came out with a few more details as far as, uh, you know, people always thought that him and Is A Real Boy was kind of a, a self-reflection that he things he was going through. And he basically said that he was making most of it up. Uh, a lot of it really was based on his experiences, but mo- mostly exaggerated uh, things like that. There, you know, for instance, he references the song Every Man Has a Molly saying that, you know, there was no Molly Conley, that, that was there was no 
even uh, there was no story behind it or anything like that. But he kind of talks about how uh, it, it's kind of something that's hard for him to deal with going on stage every night. And, uh, you know, he's had a lot of struggles. He's been pretty open with that. And, you know, we've seen it. And the way the fans have treated him over the years, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm actually more surprised that it took this long. Uh, you know, people have been crying about the fact that they haven't released is a real boy 2 and how they wish he would go back on drugs and I mean, they've made some horrible comments and talking about how you know they wish his family would break up things like that i mean these are the legit things people have been saying uh and it's kind of sad to see the the that this has affected him like that and you gotta hear it throughout the albums and the music and, and things i mean he definitely there's a lot of references to that in the uh the album hebrews for instance and, and even their last album i don't think it is uh regarding the criticisms and the uh the things that people just the horrific things people have said about him uh, um as far as holding up that specifically that album is a real boy as the holy grail of what say anything should be and uh I think it is kind of time for them to hang up. I mean, they are releasing a, uh, a new album um, that will be coming out shortly, which he has described. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's not the first time he's described an album as this, but he has described it as part two of his A Real Boy and kind of kind of continuing that uh, that rock opera type deal that they were going for with that first album and, and continuing the character and uh trying to see where that goes uh they've they've released a uh, released a song off of it called days and it's uh very very interesting i actually kind of like it it's kind of uh funky it actually reminds me a lot of influences from bands that have taken influences from say anything specifically the front bottoms it's kind of got that that vibe going for it uh the album and and that song also feature uh and i know i'm gonna butcher his name even though he has told me how to pronounce this uh carl kuhn uh, of museum mouth which is a band i have talked about and i love and they are fantastic and they're amazing people and it's so nice to see him on this album and uh it's definitely a good fit so I, i'm really looking forward to hearing what the album sounds like overall and to get it back i mean i i loved i don't think it is i i really kind of put it up there as one of their best albums so i'm i'm really kind of looking forward to this and uh, you know there's no going away tour he said there's nothing like that then he has left it open for the future as far as what can happen um but mostly basically he said that the band is done uh say anything in its form is is done as we know it there's no farewell tour there's nothing you know he might do a tour in the future but uh, you know I, and I, i'm totally fine with that and i really think that fans need to to kind of be at peace with it and to uh you know make sure that this is that that they kind of support the band i mean if you're really a fan of a band um, you know, it's fine to be a fan of an album. That that's totally acceptable. But if you're if you're constantly attacking a band because their their music doesn't sound like that album that you love or, or changes in some ways, that's really not fair to the artist because people change, people go through things, people want to express themselves, and you know, just because it doesn't connect with you like the the first album did, doesn't mean it's not going to connect with other people and that it's not a uh, a good album in any way. And I think there's a lot of talent throughout there. Uh, throughout their career, so I, I really wish that people would kind of, um, you, know, you know, give them a, a better chance and kind of maybe this will uh, stop. I mean, I, I hope, you know, obviously I wish Max Bemis the, the best. I, I hope he 
does take care of himself and this will be good for his mental health uh and, and things that he's kind of been struggling with um so i i would definitely like to to wish him the best on that and uh you know i've i've they're one of my favorite bands i i love pretty much everything they've put out uh even the ones that people kind of dismiss like their self-titled album uh for instance which i i absolutely love but uh you know i i've definitely made my peace with this and um you know i i'd like to see what what they're going to do in the future and where where kind of he's going with things and uh everything like that British metalcore band Bring Me the Horizon have released a new track called Mantra, and it is here, and it is uh, a bit controversial. Uh, there is a definite change in their sound, um, not so much from their last album, uh, which I thought was fantastic. Um, I thought that they they did a great job kind of uh, staying true to their roots while kind of making their sound a bit more accessible and kind of pushing themselves. I, I feel like, uh, you know, it, it was a very progressive album in terms of, of metalcore acts. They, they used some things that you probably wouldn't normally hear. Uh, people described it as commercialized, and that's the same thing that uh, Mantra is getting uh, tacked for and you know mainstream and things like that but the truth is i mean bringing the horizon have always been a mainstream band even within the metalcore scene they've always had a kind of uh, poppiness to them uh, maybe not so much their first album uh that that album was kind of almost a uh, uh i would say deathcore light but their their subsequent albums were definitely more in, in line with uh, some hooks on there. There were some fun moments. It was a bit lighthearted. It was uh, metalcore that was not really taking itself too seriously. They kind of uh, brought some, they, I mean, they definitely had some serious elements. I mean, a lot of times they talked about serious issues. Uh, they started talking about religion and things. And, and uh, I, I think that they've kind of developed their sound and evolved their sound into something that they want to perform and i think it works for them i think that everything that they've done has uh been leaning up to this and i i honestly think that mantra is a great song to listen to it's it's more poppy than things that they've done but it's still got that hard edge to it it's it's a fun listen it's something that you definitely could get radio play um and but it's a song you don't feel bad about listening to on the radio. It doesn't feel too cheesy. It doesn't feel too generic or anything like that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for the new album. I, I kind of can't wait for it to hear more off of it. I, I enjoyed heavily the, the last album. I think it was some of their best songs um, and some of the best metalcore songs that have really ever been produced. So I'm uh, definitely going to be checking that out uh, as soon as possible. And hopefully they drop a few more singles before that release. So some updates on the site. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I have been taking a bit of a hiatus. Um, as far as content goes, definitely with the YouTube channel, I mean, it's been about three months now since I've had a video up. I uh, I do actually have one that is going to be put up to by probably by the time you listen to this. Uh, and I, I will be fully back in October. I have videos ready to go and lined up that uh, I kind of uh, will will be getting out there. But I wanted to, I kind of needed to take some time off. It, it, it is hard. I'm the only one doing this site. I mean, I have other people that have done some written work for me and it, it, I appreciate everything that they've done. But to just sit there and, and kind of pump out content constantly is draining. I have a full-time job, which is, I mean, more than 
full time. Uh, I have other things I, I do, and it's it's just so, sometimes just you get completely burnt out. So I felt like instead of trying to push myself and and force myself to keep going it would make more sense to take a couple months off and then just return to you rejuvenated and at 100 percent so i just want to say you know i appreciate the support I, I i know i've said that but i really really do if you want to continue to support me uh, i i appreciate it you definitely make sure you are following the website for updates uh you know if you do the rss feed you can kind of keep up to date i post everything on twitter as well probably more than you would like so make sure you're following me at metal loud uh on there as well as on instagram and make sure you like the facebook page as there are updates on there too and you know make sure you're subscribed to the channel so when i do come back you can uh, stay up to date there as well as if you do want to support me monetarily which helps tremendously with the pressure of things uh i do have a patreon it is patreon slash metal loud um and i, I you know i appreciate anything you could could give because it does alleviate some of the outside pressures so i can focus on making content um, and you know i hate asking for money but it's kind of at the point where i i need to get something so i can continue this uh with without running into the these moments of getting burnt out and i would like to be more consistent and unfortunately thanks to capitalism that is one thing that i kind of need in order to kind of get to where i'd like to go and now an interview with Brett Ruse of Steak Sauce Mustache. This interview was a, a ton of fun. I had a great time talking with him about their about the band, about things that they're doing. Uh, they're one of the more interesting bands within the whole kind of uh, chaotic hardcore mathcore scene. So uh, you know, stay tuned and uh, enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, welcome to the interview with Brett Ruse from Steak Sauce Mustache. Uh, Brett, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Tom. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, glad to have you here. Uh, so let's let's start with probably the most obvious question, probably the one that most people are going to ask you. Where the hell does that name come from? <laughs> the one question that never gets answered right. <laughs> well, a lot of t well, a lot of times, uh, you know. We have good ways of explaining this, but basically it comes down to my cat came up with the name. Uh, that's the only way that she meows. She meows in two words, steak sauce and mustache. And so it's really annoying. Ever since I got her 12 years ago, uh, she walks around the house. Sometimes I hear steak sauce, sometimes I hear mustache. Um, no, in no specific order. I just decided that that was the name that the, uh, the band should be named. That is the perfect answer to that question. Uh, very, very interesting. <laughs> Uh, that we hear from that. So, so how many members do you guys have? Who who is who is Steak Sauce Mustache? So, Steak Sauce Mustache uh, has four members in it. Um, me, of course, Brett Roos. Uh, then our drummer Eric Fuchs, and then our bass player is Joey Souza, and our singer is Taylor Bates. And how did uh, how did you guys all meet and come about to make this band? So, Steak Sauce Mustache, I mean, it was kind of a, a project that I was working on originally with some different members. Um, we played some shows, we split up, we were a totally different band back then. Uh, and then I went onto this website, um, you may have heard of it, it's called Craigslist. Anyways, I posted an ad looking for, some, uh, looking for some friends to just jam some music with. Then I met Eric Fuchs, we went to his parents' house where we jammed in the garage, and uh, I said, hey... I used to be in this band, 
Uh, would you like to uh, maybe rewrite some of these songs and come up with some new stuff under the name Steak Sauce Mustache? And uh, he agreed that this would be cool. And then we met uh, his friend Joey Souza, joined the band. Um, we started a Steak Sauce Mustache. We were like really a pretty serious band back then, trying to do like super chaotic, hardcore stuff, uh, really techie, Dillinger Escape Plan type things. Just trying to be a wild band, you know. Um, we had a different singer back then, uh, a guy named Cody. And uh, we did that for a couple years, um, and then Cody had some other stuff that he had to do, so he dipped out of the band. And then uh, last minute before a show, we ended up getting Taylor uh, on with the band to fill in, and uh, just decided that for him to be the permanent vocalist after a couple shows that he played with us. Uh, and then the band slowly just morphed into this like really silly project, um, which is what we are now. It's, uh, it, it's definitely good to see some kind of like uh, I guess brevity in the scene because a lot of people do take themselves <clears throat> a little bit too seriously. Was that like a, a conscious decision that you guys made, or was that just kind of evolved? Um, I think. Let's see. Where did it start, Eric? I think that the our silliness. The body suit and then yeah, it kind of started like along the lines of we played a show, and our singer. It's actually on Facebook too somewhere. Uh, this band, As Death Comes Calling, has a video of it up on their page, and I think we shared it also. We played a show um, with some bands here in Southern Oregon, and um, our singer like brought this like full-on pink bunny suit that he was like, hey, I'm going to wear this during the show. And we were like, all right, that's cool. And then he made this grand entrance uh, when we started the show, and then he decided to just hop like a bunny and then wear that the entire show. Uh, spinning around on the ground, doing a bunch of crazy stuff like he normally does, and then we were just kind of like, "Man, this is like pretty funny." And then we played, uh, then we played a Halloween show, and our drummer dressed up like a giant hot dog, and we <laughs> kind of wore some silly costumes, and it just started getting a little bit even weirder then, and uh, then it just turned into this like silly thing where we we're just like, "Dude, let's just be the stupidest metal band that ever existed." And, uh, it's clearly clearly working. Um... You guys are definitely kind of making a name for yourself uh, out there, especially kind of in the mathcore, chaotic, hardcore kind of scene. Are you trying to like stick to that genre, or do you just kind of write whatever? Um, we actually have uh, kind of recently deemed ourselves as chaotic partycore, and uh, that would be thanks to my friend uh, Mike, uh, the guitarist from Circuit of Sons. I was talking to him, and he was like, dude, you guys are like, this like tech party band. And uh, so we, we talked about it and decided that the term chaotic party core probably describes us the most because we're like a chaotic math core, hardcore band. Um, but we also are like a giant party every time we play a show. And uh, we try to write this like party type music too, that we feel like people can just fist pump pump to like in the air for like, you know, 30 minutes straight. And, uh, I think that that would probably describe us. We're not really trying to stick to any specific genre. Um, we all have kind of different influences that we're really into, and uh, it just kind of came together as this. Nice. And uh, so you guys, uh, when you do sit down to write things, like how does that happen? Like who, who comes up with things? What is your kind of process for that? <clears throat> um, we all kind of throw in different ideas. Uh, the main writing of a song typically is between Eric and I and uh, like, we'll start out with like the foundation. Like I'll be like, Hey, here's some riffs. 
and I'll show it to him and he'll come up with some drum beats and stuff. And we kind of come up with like a real like basic song structure. And then like a lot of times then like Joey and Taylor really get involved and then they say like, oh yeah, this doesn't flow right. Or it would be better if it did this or, uh, you know, and then Joey will throw in some ideas for riffs. So a lot of noise or effects type stuff that he does. Um, and then Taylor starts writing the vocals and that's when Taylor comes in and writes the vocals is where the song totally changes feel. And that's when we really start like putting the song together as a whole. And so that's kind of the writing process. Like we all contribute equally in the song, in the songwriting. Have you ever like changed the song after playing it live? Oh yeah, absolutely. We have a, uh, a song, um, that we, uh, yeah, yeah. Half our album was kind of written like an hour before we recorded it. <laughs> um, but we absolutely have. We, uh, in fact, actually, we've rewritten some older songs recently. So some of the stuff is going to be different than we used to play it live for the last couple of years. Um, and we've uh, taken some riffs and played it on stage as like a silly like introduction to a song and then decided to make it into an entire song. And it totally changed. So, yeah, we have definitely done that. Do you guys like have any? What would you say is like probably your biggest influence on on your writing, whether it's another <clears throat> musician or art or movies? Um, our biggest influence. I mean, it's probably like WWE, and it's not necessarily like WWE in general because I'm not really. None of us are really wrestling fans except for Eric. I would say it's just all the guys flexing is probably like the biggest influence on us right there. Like we want to be that band. It's just like, like a bunch of dudes flexing on stage. That's, that's definitely a goal to, uh, to strive for. <laughs> um, do you, do you have a favorite song of yours that you guys play or have written? Uh, I think we all kind of have different favorite songs. Um, my favorite song that we play is probably space bank. Uh, is one of the songs that we came out with as a single. Um, we play that song like every show, and uh, typically seems to be a song that we all really enjoy playing. Yeah, we have uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we have a song called Barnyard Bro Down that uh, we haven't put out, but we have played it quite often, nice. and uh, that's another favorite of ours too. Nice. So, when you uh, besides the influence of things and your favorite uh, bands. What is uh, like your favorite type of music to listen to? Or your favorite band when you're not playing? Um, we all kind of, like I said, have different influences. Um, like I listen to a lot of like like mathcore, like hardcore stuff. Uh, I would say my my favorite band is Thrice, but there's really no influence in that in the music writing. Uh, probably Dillinger Escape Plan is probably like my biggest influence of music. Um. <clears throat> Uh, Eric's really biggest influence is just WWE once again, uh, because he's a huge WWE fan. He wears like a Macho Man Randy Savage shirt, pretty much our Ultimate Warrior shirt, like every day. Um, and I, I, why wouldn't you? You know, uh, I think he actually maybe has twelve of the same shirt. Um, Joey's really into like post rock music, uh, Russian Circles and uh, Pelican and bands like that. And then our uh, Singer just listens to a lot of Sounds of the Rainforest. Definitely good to uh, relax a little bit with that. Yeah, not so much like a recorded version of Sounds of the Rainforest like you would hear with like 
flutes and noises and stuff and you buy on CD. It's more like an actual like live recording that somebody has done from the rainforest. Uh, lots of like howler monkeys and uh, um, insects. He likes to listen to those noises a lot too. Clicking spiders. Yeah, clicking spiders, exactly. Perfect. Do you have a, a favorite show that you've played or a favorite tour that you've been on? I mean, we've, I mean, every tour that we've done and every show that we've done is like special in its own kind of way. Um, I would say show wise, my favorite show I've probably ever played uh, was probably the show we did about a year ago. We played the Sacramento show with our friends. There was this band Blood Pig that was playing. And um, it was their last show. They were a band from Stockton, California. They were really good. And it was their last show. And it was kind of like the homie show where like all the only bands that played were like friends of theirs. And so we traveled about like five hours to do that show. And that show was crazy because it was like everybody that was there. There was like over 100 people there in this small little room. Everybody that was there was like totally just friends of ours and stuff. And it was one of the craziest shows I think I've ever been to in my life since like the early 2000s when I started going to like hardcore shows like, you know, like 2001, 2002, when a lot of people used to show up and crowd surf and, and get super crazy at shows. And uh, so that was probably my favorite that I've ever played. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eric reminded me. We also played a show on our last tour, the Casual Encounters Tour. We played this show in Seattle at a roller skating rink, we, this festival called uh, Top Knot Fest, uh, which I guess is going to be a uh, uh, every year thing up there we played at a roller skating rink in the middle of the roller rink and uh they wired it all up through the ceiling so basically every band that was playing people were roller skating around the band and that was probably one of the wildest weirdest shows we've ever played also so, so basically the uh uh every time i die evil arama video that's basically what it was yeah but it was like it was like a weird like fever dream because I was, like, playing, and then you see all these people just, like, roller skating around you that you know, and all these lights are going on, and it was just totally the weirdest thing. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Oh, man. So, on that note, if you could play, like, a, a, a dream show with any bands that are living together or dead or, or broken up or whatever, what would that show? How many bands? What bands? What would that look like? <clears throat> oh, oh, my gosh, man. Um... Well, yeah, Iggy Azalea would be Eric's pick right there. He would be all about that. Um, I always thought I always thought it would be cool to do like a warp tour type thing, but with like all underground bands that we know. Um, God, there's so many bands that I could pick though that would be like that, like literally like a hundred bands. Uh, I just thought that would be cool, like to do that, like all these bands we've toured with and played shows with. Um would be just really radical, but I guess like more mainstream bands that people might know, uh, as far as me goes, favorite bands that I play with, uh, the locust would definitely be one of them. Um, also Genghis Tron, uh, another great band. Um, and Iggy Azalea, of course would be a great one as well. Would you guys be the headliners or would, uh, Iggy Azalea be the headliner? Iggy Azalea would of course open for us. I disagree. Obviously. Eric disagrees, but I totally think that she would open for us. She would play a longer set, which would be fine with us. But we would want a headline, of course, because of the sexiness that we bring. Of course. We do talk better than 
Yeah, we have a better, we have like better twerking methods than what she has. <laughs> so that'll be uh, definitely definitely interesting to see if we ever get that uh, get that tour rolling. Uh, so the, with those right rolling, now, we're asking Iggy Azalea right now publicly to tour with Steak Sauce Mustache. That would be that would be something to see. If I, she's I listening, she, we're ready. I, I hope she responds. I, I'm hoping she starts listening to this. And you never know; she might be a, a secret fan. Exactly. So hoping for that. Uh, but speaking of the, the smaller bands you were talking about, let's uh, let's throw some of them out there. Like, what what bands should people be listening to? Um. Oh my gosh, there's so many bands. Okay, so we have a lot of friends, and I'm going to leave so many people out. But some bands that are friends of ours that we. Uh, hang out with talk to quite often uh american standards from arizona uh um i would say outlier from california wrath from california uh pervert from chico california they're really good uh foes from bend oregon uh zon from kennewick washington uh another great band um oh my gosh the anchor good friends of ours from denver uh yeah, we did a cover with them a little bit ago. Um, uh, Faust from Spokane, more friends of ours. Um, gosh, Grandlord High Master uh, from uh, LA area, Zombie Eating Horse from LA area. Uh, all those are like good friends of ours. Uh, no Suffer from El Paso, another good band. Um, yeah, Kanaima from Denver, other good friends of ours. Uh, yeah, I mean that's just a few. It's just a, a few friends there. Well, that, that's yeah, we we we're, we have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? Oh, uh, I would say oh, also Narwolf too. They're another great band from Austin. Yeah, I uh, actually just reviewed their their last uh, EP. They're pretty nice. Yeah, they're very nice boys. Definitely. Marco has great, great long hair. <laughs> uh, what, what would you say is like the hardest part of being in a band? The hardest part of being in a band? Sleeping when you're on tour. At least for me, that's probably the hardest part. Uh, and also holding in your pee while you're driving for long hours. Well, that's why... That's also a really hard thing. That, that's why they have pickle jars. Well, our last tour, like, our bass player couldn't hand... hand like hold it in anymore. He had to urinate right in the middle of an intersection while there were cars parked at all four stops. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's that, you know, um, I would say honestly, like the hardest part from going from like a beginning band, like total amateur up to like starting to do it, you know, as like a profession is going from that transition from everything you're doing is just for fun. And you're just like having a great time, no matter what you do turning and turning it into a lot of like strategy and figuring out like the best ways to do things and making contacts and like trying to, you know, not screw everything up. Uh, like, you know, we were like our first, I remember our first songs we ever recorded were, and then like, we're just like, dude, this is the craziest thing we've ever heard. This is so awesome. And then listening to him now, you're like, man, this sounds like garbage. Like the, all the mix is totally bad and everything. And then you listen to stuff now that we've recorded and we're just so, like, we just critique it so hard. We're like, oh, no, there's, like, a messed up note right there or all that. And uh, it's just, you know, it's still a bunch of fun, but it's a different, like, 
a different type of fun that we're having now than what we did when we started. So I'd say that's probably the hardest part about being in a band is making those transitions. So, so is your goal to get signed and completely sell out or you just kind of try to do this uh, underground? Oh, absolutely. We want to be billionaires. Are you, are you aiming for a specific label? Do you guys have anything in mind or are you just kind of sh- throwing shit against the wall? Um, whatever label Britney Spears is on, I think would be great. Uh, if we could get onto her label and I think maybe do some shows with her in Vegas, I think it would be really good for us. Um, on Murder, Inc. Murder, Inc.? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll take it. Whatever it is. Uh, but realistically, we're, we have really no expectations of our band. We're, we try to do this as like, we're just basically trying to be the troll of mathcore. We don't really expect anybody to like us. Um, we also are, are not, you know, we're not 21 years old and we're not touring full time and doing that hardcore thing. I mean, pretty much all of us are in our 30s now and uh, we just are willing to do it all DIY and we just don't really care. I mean, yeah, we want to, um, to uh, you know, get somewhere with it, but we have no expectations out of it. Are you, uh, what, what is kind of in the works right now as far as writing music and getting things out there? Uh, we actually just finished writing and recording and everything uh, a new album that we're going to be putting out uh, this fall. We don't have an exact date yet, but the date should be released here within the next couple days. Um, but we actually are going to be putting out a new album. Uh, it is going to be... I'm not sure when this is exactly going to air, uh, whether I should say this exclusive stuff, but I will anyways. Um, it, we're going to be putting out a new album on uh, Silent Pendulum Records. And uh, the album is going to be called Super Woke. And it is going to be the hammest thing that you've ever heard. Uh, don't have any animals around you. You may throw them through the window of your house or car um, because you're just so excited when the music comes on. So the perfect album to listen to in a uh, public space full of lots of people crowded together. Exactly. That or like a completely locked from the outside padded room. Well, that should uh, definitely be be interesting to hear when that comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, how long did you guys end up recording for? Uh, we actually started on January 1st. Yeah, it was YOLO weekend 2018. <laughs> um, Eric was living in uh, about six hours away from here at the time. He drove up on a, on a whim. We came up here. We finished writing an hour before the guy showed up to re- start recording our drums. And uh, we recorded uh, all of our songs. Uh, it took us quite a few months to record because, you know, we have jobs and stuff. And uh, we, play in, we play in this band and we were on a, setting up a tour and a lot of other stuff. Um, we finished recording probably about two months ago. And then the last two months have just been mixing and mastering and all that kind of stuff. And... Uh, you know all the all the other good things, and then then the disputes about artwork too. So we've been figuring out artwork stuff because we have two artists in the band, so uh, it uh, we really have a good access to lots of ideas of art. Nice. So you got pretty much got everything uh, covered. Yes. So so let's do this. If you wanted to get signed, and you were talking to a label, p- pitch me your band. What what would you say that's different about Steak sauce mustache that makes somebody want to sign you guys. 
I would say that uh, number one, we're the stupidest hardcore band that probably exists. And uh, that is our goal. And number two, it doesn't matter what type of music people are into. Anybody that comes to our show has always said that they enjoy it. The only people that don't enjoy our show are the super metal elitists that are that take themselves way too seriously and they actually get mad about us playing. And those are our favorite people because we typically follow them around the room until they can't handle it anymore. We played with a band one time. I will not name the band, but the people that were there at the show will totally know. We played with a band that was on tour one time and the uh, band consisted of one permanent member and three fill-ins. And the uh, fill-ins that played with the band thought we were the, just so great that they decided they wanted to have a good time too. Uh, so we act pretty silly and goofy on stage. So they kind of did the same thing after we played. They were play, the next band to play. The singer got so mad that he stormed off the stage and cut the music and refused to play the rest of the set. Because he said that metal is supposed to be serious. It's not supposed to be a joke. That's amazing. You made him and that, so mad. And that was our goal. <laughs> that was when we knew that we were doing things right. Because all we're about is just having a great time and just being... Like, people have said numerous times to us, we're like the Tim and Eric of uh, hardcore or the Eric Andre of hardcore, like the adult swim of metal. And that's what we're trying to go for, is just being this, like, really silly, like, somewhat awkward, uh, make-you-feel-uncomfortable-while-you're-watching-us type of band. And uh, that's what we're trying to do. Like, there's been ba- there's so many bands out there that are, are, honestly, they play great. And there's so many bands out there that you listen to their music and you're like, man, this is crazy. And then you've seen a bunch of bands that just get crazy on stage in our, in our like Dillinger Escape Plan or The Chariot or, you know, a lot of bands early 2000s were just super spazzy going wild on stage. And originally that's what we were going for. But then we were like, dude, like there's joke bands out there, you know, bands like Psycho Stick or uh, I don't really know any other ones. Um, yeah, there's like joke bands out there, but there's no one that I've really heard in the hardcore or mathcore scene that's like, doing that and so we wanted to do that without being too cheesy and like making a bunch of songs about like drinking beer and all that kind of stuff um like reading our lyrics you'll actually read that we're like a really like strange dynamic to our band because our music is like we try to write like somewhat wild somewhat catchy uh music we try to have this like super silly ridiculous awkward show but then our lyrics are like really dark and intense and so it's like a totally different dynamic depending on which way you're looking at the band. So I asked you the question about the your favorite show. So I'm going to ask you another super original question. What's the craziest story you have from being on tour? Craziest story we have from being on tour? Whether at a show or outside of a show, whatever. Hmm. Let me think here. I mean, obviously playing in a roller skating rink was like a pretty crazy one right there. Um, I can't say that like we really have that much. We, I don't know. I mean, we have a good time when we're out on tour. <coughs> um, uh, we played a show in Modesto one time where there was like hella tweakers fighting outside while we were playing. Uh, but I feel like that was like a normal day there. And so maybe that wasn't super crazy. Um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't say that we have like a super crazy story that's like, wow, this is this is it. Unless we all got together and figured it out what the craziest story was. But uh, typically, we just kind of have fun every day. 
we kind of do like a um, like a, a catchphrase of the tour thing, and uh, like where we just on like beat a dead horse over and over again with some stupid catchphrase. And uh, like, what are some of the catchphrases we used? Um, oh boy. We used uh, like a oh boy. <laughs> Uh, one time I recited 30 minutes of Freddy Got Fingered by Tom Green, the oh movie, uh, on tour. Um, and we filmed it, and I have the, the videos. Not to be released. <laughs> Not yet, at least. No, when, until, I make my, until I make my acting <laughs> debut. <clears throat> well, that, I mean, that, that is actually pretty, that's pretty awesome. We also had uh, Who Let the Dogs Out, am I right? So Another you, great tour phrase. You have uh, you have your album coming out. Um, what's going to be kind of next for you guys? Are you going to be touring for the album? Or <clears throat> yeah, we have a tour actually planned that starts in two weeks uh, on uh, August twenty first. We're going to be doing three week tour uh, with our friends uh, Shine Bright. They're a great band from uh, St. George, Utah, and uh, we're going to be doing pretty much most all of the Western United States, minus a couple states. Um, that we just couldn't work in, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, that's what we'll be doing. So August 21st to September 11th. Uh, if uh, people want to check out Six Sauce Mustache, where can they, uh, what sites, social media, wherever can they find you guys? So SteakSauceMustache.com, probably the easiest one, directs you to everything. Has our web store, has music, has videos, has links to all of our social media. Um, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, the crazy thing about our social media is that all three of them are run by three different people. And so every one of them is different. And so, uh, it's never just the same picture, same, you know, phrase or same story on each one of them. So following all three of them, you get something different and entertaining on each one of them. Um, we're also on Bandcamp. Uh, we're on Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify, all that stuff also. Um, you can mainly catch us on like AOL Instant Messenger late at night. Perfect. All right. Uh, and is there anything else that you wanted to to say or shout out or anything? I don't know, Eric. Is there anything you want to say real quick? No, I think we're probably good. I think that that's probably it. He just gave me a blank stare. And uh, yeah, we got some new stuff coming out soon. Um, we got some fun new videos. We like to make videos that have nothing to do with our music or music in general. And uh, if you've ever seen the Beard Salad video, I highly recommend it. Great video. It's on our YouTube channel. Um, Beard Salad by Steak Sauce Mustache. Uh, it's very tasty. Be sure to check that one out. Uh, all right, Brett. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, talking to me today. Absolutely, Tom. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye.